The Biscuit is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Find out more at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. It is time to listen to the Biscuit Podcast. It's so delicious. It is full of interviews with Charlotte leaders, makers, and doers. There is so much creative stuff in this town. Hope you're hungry. It's biscuit time. So much more than beaches and mountains so close. Biscuit time. We have banks, but there is a whole lot more here. Please be hungry. It's biscuit time. Pull a seat up beside our fair queen. It is biscuit time. Gobble, gobble, friends. I hope you have saved room from the Thanksgiving table for a batch of the Biscuit Podcast. It is Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving. And we are thankful that you are here listening to us. And fittingly, we have taken the opportunity to do an interview with our friend Katie Black on Black Friday. Katie is a native Charlottean that has a fantastic podcast about growing up and exploring the Queen City, but also about just the issues of the day. Um, she invited us to be guests on her podcast a few weeks ago, and Matt and I reciprocated by asking her to join us at Coco and the Director for a live taping of this podcast with the Queen City Podcast Network. Um, and if you haven't checked that out, uh, QCPN is putting together live recordings of all the podcasts on their network at Coco and the Director on Monday nights. Um, you can get something hot to drink, an alcoholic beverage, some great food, and just watch a conversation happen in front of you. And that's exactly what happened here. Uh, we had a lot of fun. In fact, if it's possible to have too much, we got really, really close um, Katie has a lot in common with Matt and I in the sense that she was born here and grew up here. We moved here in high school and um, came back here after college, started our families here, um, started our businesses here and our careers, and have really seen Charlotte change a lot over the course of 30 years. And I think it's safe to say that both Katie, Matt, and I love Charlotte. But when you love a thing, you see its good qualities, you see its challenges, and you don't quit on it. Um, you know, this is a city where one day we can be super excited about some amazing thing that's happened. Uh, everything from the opening of a restaurant to a building to landing a new business um, to, uh, I mean, just just some of the incredible creative shows and exhibitions that go on. And then we can read a stat like there have been 100 homicides in 2019. And that's just something that you don't give up on, but you can't walk away from. And we firmly believe that the creative community is part of the solution. Um, obviously, the city is involved. Obviously, the business community needs to be involved. There are ways that are tried and true to address those, but there is a lot of room for innovation. Um, the reality is we don't know each other that well anymore, and we don't look out for our neighbors as much as we used to. Opportunity is lacking in many areas of the city. We believe that creativity not only gives us the opportunity to see the world through someone else's eyes, whether it is a creative discussion um, or it is an act of artistic expression, but also taking that, that idea that we don't have to do things the way that they've always been done and applying that to creative community solutions, that is absolutely vital. It's vital for creating opportunities for people that have lived here their whole lives in every single neighborhood, right? Not just the prosperous ones, that, that creativity and creative business and entrepreneurship are vital to creating opportunities that lift people up, that allow us to take off our jerseys and realize that regardless of where we were born, what zip code we live in, what the color of our skin is, what language we speak first, that we are united by this idea that we are Charlotteans. And 
we think that creative expression really is one of those safe places that allows people to do that and then see how we're all connected and see that we can't walk away from one another. Um, I'm also reminded to be thankful for the ability to do this full-time. It is just about a year ago that Matt and I were able to leave our full-time jobs and work in the Charlotte's creative nonprofit full-time. We had created um, Queen City Quiz Show, landed the chapter of Creative Morning Charlotte, started the Biscuit, started the Biscuit podcast, um, started the Hug Micro Grant program, all when we had full-time jobs. They were, you know, we had like side hustles to side hustles to side hustles. Um, And our wives, thankfully, allowed us to do that. And so did our sponsors. You know, the main sponsors of uh, Charlotte's Creative, uh, Crescent Communities, Ortho Carolina, and Four Eyes Web Design um, are why we're able to do what we do 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, They enable us to take you on an exploration of, of the burgeoning creative community here. They allow us to introduce you to the people that are making it so wonderful. They allow us to ask the questions or be silly with videos or introduce you to the voice of somebody that we think you should know on this podcast. Um, so thank you to them. And thank you to the Queen City Podcast Network for all the incredible support that we've gotten. Um, and thank you to you. You know, we've gotten so much love over the last year and even the last four years, but that love has come in very different forms. It's not all attaboys and backslaps. People have pushed us forward. They've asked us, what's next? What are you going to do? What you're doing is great, but not enough. How are you going to do that? How are you going to change that? Um, And that has moved us forward in lots of ways. In the same way that we love this city and see its good things and our bad things, we are the beneficiaries of people that are saying, okay, Charlotte is creative. We see what you're doing. Keep doing it. Do it better. Um, and, And that's a gift. And to that end, we want to hear from you. This podcast is going to be changing. We're going to have all sorts of different things that we do to take you on an exploration, whether it's one specific neighborhood or a conversation with one incredible person or it's trivia or it's in a week where we devote an entire podcast to your stories, um, the things that you're excited about, the things that scare you, how you got to Charlotte, what your impressions are, why you stay here, what you hope happens next where you like to go, or what you think about what we're doing. All of that is shareable. Please call us on our Google Voice number at 704-835-0193. Again, that's 704-835-0193. No holds barred. Say it the way you want to say it. Say it with the words in which you want to say it. Um, We might use some of it online. We might follow up with you, but we want to hear what you have to share about your experience with Charlotte or your experience with us. All right, before we move on to the great conversation with Katie Black, I have one more piece of business, and that's to ask you, if you love this podcast, please give us five stars on the podcast platform of your choice. That really helps us come up uh, higher and higher in lists and helps people discover us and helps pull more people into the discussion. So please, we'd really appreciate that. And then we can say we're thankful for that next Thanksgiving. Okay, with that said, No further ado, let's move on on Black Friday to talking to our new best friend, Katie. All right, podcast listeners, we are here at Coco and the Director with our boy Balto for a special live 
recording of the Biscuit Podcast that you will not hear live. You'll hear it taped. But it, I promise you, we were alive when we taped it. Live to tape. It's live to tape. It's, it's exactly right. I'm Tim Miner. And I'm Matt Olin. And we are really excited to be sitting here tonight with uh, Katie Black. So this is, we're going to teach the president what a quid pro quo actually is. Yes. Right? So she interviewed us on the Katie Black show last week. Uh, and we immediately turned around and said, you need to be our guest the following week. But in crazy, timey, wimey, back to the future, DeLorean type action, our podcast will actually be aired before your podcast, which will bake a lot of noodles. But hey, that is that's correct. how it went down. That is correct. Y'all's will air December 4th. <laughs> We're just going to beat you to the punch on that one. And, and <laughs> then we won, right? It's that's all about right. who wins. That's right. All right. Well, Katie, tell us a little bit about yourself before we dive on into dive this and in. let's get to know you a little bit. I am what they call a unicorn here in Charlotte. I was born here in Charlotte. I grew up, graduated high school at Providence, and then I was weird and went away to South Florida for college for about seven and a half years. Um, and I have been back for three years and I am still trying to catch up as to what has happened here. I think we're all on that. I don't think it's weird that you went away to college. I don't think that's strange. <laughs> I was weird, and I went away to college. And where, where in Florida were you? <laughs> I was in Boca Raton. Oh, Boca Raton. Okay. Did oh. you enjoy Boca Raton? I did. I think it was kind of a, a culture shock. I had toured yeah. the college once and yeah. didn't know anybody, didn't know anything, and... I mean, I ended up really loving it, but I will say that my first impression was I, I thought a lot of people were rude because Charlotte is so welcoming. I mean, it really True. is. I think I, I took it for granted until I went away. Isn't Boca Raton sort of a, a, a retiree uh, destination? Totally. So it could be less that they're rude and more that they just didn't hear you when you were or talking just, to them. Or they're just done with, with niceties. <laughs> or just a, over it. Yeah. That's a just over it. That is valid. And also, too, I think my driving changed. I went down there and I was like, wait, I need to be more aggressive to, like, survive. Be aggressive. <laughs> be, be aggressive. So you, you found yourself needing to be more aggressive in Boca Raton to survive the... Just to, like, get to the grocery store. Boca Raton, Florida? <laughs> well, I-95 is, like, kind of like the artery in between, uh -huh. you know, obviously up the coast to Miami, Fort Lauderdale. And so it was nuts. So it was more about survive. It wasn't about fitting in. It you weren't really wearing about the fitting big shades in. and like going way down, like <laughs> eyes over the. Yeah, I didn't have to sit on a yellow book or over anything. the dashboard. <laughs> so how was that translated? I mean, if you've gotten more aggressive, how well, how think, is that translated well, kind of to like come back become, coming back here to Charlotte? Well, you become your environment, and the majority of people that were there were from up north. Mm. So my friends were from Massachusetts, New Jersey, New York. Um, so I was kind of the minority, being from the south. Mm -hmm. um, and was kind of offended that a lot of people associated Charlotte with, oh, just, oh, you guys got the Panthers, right? Or, like, kind of, like, confusion. Or mm -hmm. it's like, wait, is that they Charleston? Didn't, no, they were underinformed. Yes. Okay, so, and so you were there a few years. I was there for college, and then I was, like, all together, like, seven and a half years. So I stayed down there to work. Um, and just, and I just got more aggressive in the fact of, like I said, not just driving, but just that, like, yeah, you kind of said, you know, here in Charlotte, there is... Southern hospitality, and then mm -hmm. there is kind of like a sarcastic, I'm being totally fake. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and no one's really faked on there except maybe <laughs> plastic surgery wise. Right. So it's like if I have a problem with you or you did something incorrectly, yeah. I will tell you. Just like you would prefer someone to be authentically disgruntled yes. than fake nice. Than beating around the bush. You so know? you just like roll up on someone and you're like, I'm going to break your hip. Pretty much. I, I think I saw like the most fights. Oh. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't break the hip. <laughs> don't break. Don't go Sweep for the, the hip leg. in Boca Raton. Sweep the leg. <laughs> All right, we've really gotten ahead of ourselves on this one. <laughs> we, so back to back to why we're sitting here. So Katie has uh, her own podcast called The Katie Black Show, uh, and you invited us to come on and just talk about how we feel about, about Charlotte. Um, it ended up being a very serious affair, which was great, because we're not just tricksters, but I, I think today is going to skew a little bit more madcap. But tell us a little bit about what you're trying to do with your podcast and, and what you're trying to reveal about Charlotte or your life or with the guests that you have on. Well, I've kind of like branded myself as Oprah plus MTV. And what I mean by that is I obviously, like we talked about, I've totally missed MTV. But we Oprah in the sense of talking about really serious issues that are going on in the country that maybe people don't want to talk about. But then also really into pop culture mm -hmm. um and then kind of the charlotte connection obviously is the majority of what the content is so talking to people about growing up in charlotte what was it like because if you grew up here and what it is now it's like almost you it's you don't recognize it right um and then also you know talking to people that maybe didn't grow up here what do they mm -hmm. think of charlotte i'm gonna ask one more question about the podcast and it okay. is this when you describe it as Oprah meets MTV. The MTV portion of that logline, are you referring to the the youthful energy that you bring to it or the nostalgia of MTV that that comes with MTV? I mean, I get nostalgic around MTV. I know MTV still exists, but the MTV of my of my mind is music videos. I'd say both. And then I'd also probably use MTV because also I think that there's a certain like generation who automatically labels it as like trash talk a little bit. Yeah. Because I feel like the MTV that maybe we associate with is not the MTV of the last ten years. So I'm gonna lay this. I'm gonna lay this on you before we go any further. So we talked about this on your show. Is what do you call someone who's not from Charlotte, not born in Charlotte, but has been in Charlotte for more than fifty percent of their lives? I've thought really hard about this. I'm going with narwhals. Narwhals? Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you want to elaborate on that? or? Well, what, what, what would you think? I'm, where do you think I'm going with that? I don't know. Do you know what a narwhal is? I don't know, and I know <laughs> you know I don't know. That's the thing. I know what? you know do you I don't know. know. How do you not know that? <laughs> Your voice is getting pretty high on I'm that one. I'm a little shocked. If I told it you that there like was actually... a Star actually... Trek reference. Like a plant, planet of the narwhals? Okay, a narwhal is actually a unicorn, a real unicorn. It is. It lives in the sea. It's it's a whale with a long. It's kind of a mixture of a whale and a dolphin, and it has a long, singular tusk that looks exactly like a unicorn. I've horn. seen photos. So I'm gonna say, if you've swum into Charlotte, and made it your home here, you're narwhal. You're you're, you're that's your fetch on this particular. Conversation. You're gonna oh, stick but with, but you're with Norwell. I'm going to make this happen. You want the, you want this to stick? <laughs> yeah, I think they're very cute. Uh, they're very merch. You can merch a, a narwhal. Okay, Katie. Any thoughts about either that or a maybe a suggestion for another? For someone name? who's lived here fifty percent of their I life. Would, yeah, I would say that you're not you're not weren't born here, 
But I think if you've been here for more than 50% of your life, you're from here. You're like a born-again Charlottean. You're a queen? Queen Charlotte? Possibly that may have <laughs> other meanings <laughs> that would need we to be disclaimered. It. We could workshop that. I mean, maybe a royal... A royal, uh, but but again, that would that would imply that you or a you're royale, like, you're like that you know you're in the hierarchy. A right. royale with pimento right. cheese, right? You're again, you're again, you go back to the Tarantino. That's that's where my pop culture. <laughs> that's that's where my knowledge ends. Yeah, it that's ends, that it, is it ends true. I will say this about Matt: like he 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 was hip, and then he saw Pulp Fiction in the theater, <laughs> and then he was like, "There's nothing else I could learn," <laughs> and he's froze. done. My, my synopsis froze. Absolutely and all of that done. was maintained, and nothing. there's no room for anything else. So let's test your knowledge of, of Charlotte. We're going to do a little speed round here. Matt, if you would fire up your phone, let's give Katie <coughs> 90 seconds on this one. Yes, sir. 90 seconds. I'm going to pepper you with, with questions about Charlotte history. You can use me. Matt does not know what questions I'm going to be asking, so you can use him as a resource if oh you dare. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Okay. You ready for this? I'm scared, yes. No, don't be scared. Let's put be 90 gentle. seconds on the clock. Here we go. And Tell go. me when. Our current mayor in Charlotte is. It's a woman. That, yes. It's not Ariana All Grande. Right, th- that, that rules out forty-five percent of the population. I can see her right now. W- she's here. <laughs> what? Hi. I, wow. By, mayor Lyles. By Lyles showed up for our podcast. There That's she is. Fantastic. Yes. There wow. it is. Okay. Which. <laughs> what? What private liberal arts university just outside of Uptown was founded in 1867? Queens. Close. Try again. It's that way. It's, it's on the west side can of I Uptown. Ask the audience? Yes, you can. Or Matt. Johnson C. Smith Johnson University. Johnson C. Smith University is the correct answer. What is the real name of the Charlotte wrestler, the Nature Boy? Ric Flair. There you go. You got that one. Here we go. <laughs> Who carried the Mecklenburg Declaration of Independence to Philadelphia in 1775? That John guy on a horse right, in, right before you go into uptown. John was well, more of a nickname. It's, it's, yeah, it's Captain John it's Jack. Or James Jack. Yeah, but did, did you say John? It did. It did. John <laughs> Jacob Jinkerheimer Schmidt. The statue. Jack, you got it. Statue guy or beer. We'll take, we'll take that, 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 uh, that there's a beer named after you. Here we go. Ten seconds. What, sh- we're just going to blow that one right out. <laughs> Which Charlottean was the NBA MVP in 2015 and 2016? Can you say that again? What Charlottean was the NBA MVP in 2015 and 2016? The guy that Jordan traded? No, <laughs> but he was born here and, and went to school here and also went to Davidson College. Oh, oh Curry. Dad, there you go. Steph Curry. Okay. Um... <laughs> So <laughs> not uh, just for just for the record, because I my job was was to watch the time. Yeah, we're definitely over time. We're, we're definitely over time. Um, you want to keep <laughs> yes, going? I swear, or you wanna... I swear, I grew up here. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the more of these questions, given our experience, the more wrong mm. answers you get, the more certain I am that you are from Charlotte, <laughs> yeah. because no one from Charlotte pays attention. Everyone's nothing ever happened here. All right, let's try this. Before California, Charlotte was the center of the blank rush. Gold. You got it. Gold rush. Absolutely. Charlotte is the birthplace of what famous evangelist? Oh, uh, the crook. Jim Baker. 
Okay, well, actually, you're right. There are two answers to that. I would go with Billy Graham because he was the good one. But Jim and Tammy Faye Baker, absolutely. They were here. I don't think. I don't. I don't think they were born here. I don't think they were not born here. But, but they, they were. But they did in the area record terrible Christmas albums and suck their thumb under their desk when they got caught for fraud here in Charlotte. T- Tammy Faye Baker recorded at Reflection Studios. They're go- the gospel. You music. got it. All right. That's right. General Cornwallis, back in the Revolutionary War, he called Charlotte a blank of rebellion. Matt might help you. Hornet's nest. Hornet's nest. A hornet's nest of rebellion is correct. Now, this one you got. Which private university was founded as the Charlotte Female Institute in 1857? Queens. Queens is a correct answer. Guy, we're ending on a high note, and I think you get this one you got. What is the nickname Noda short for? North Davidson. You, boom. Yes. There you ended on a high note. Strong. I got like strong. a couple. You ended she on a high note. We're getting that some, was good. Some, I'm, some no, I'm serious. Like Matt and I started Queen City Quiz Show like three years ago, and I can absolutely tell that someone is not from Charlotte if they don't get the answers to these questions. Here's the most frequently ans- misanswered question in everything we've done. Queen Charlotte was the queen of what country? The blank expression tells me Katie's from Charlotte. <laughs> She's a true. Molly knows. Yes. Yeah, my sister. We got England, England from the audience. It is England. Do you want to double down and say who she was married to? Uh, I mean, if she didn't know her from England, she's not yeah, going to know who yeah. her husband King, was. She was married to King George III, the guy that lost the colonies. Okay. So, But I, you have established in my mind. Now I've really got to study. It's unicorn, all that no, MTV. No, 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 no. You, have com- you have shown me your unicorn cred. So we've, we've established you went to Providence High School. Where did you go to middle school? South Charlotte, the Shockers. <laughs> They're the, called the Shockers. Literally, yeah. We have. Are we they still, still called what, that? Yes. <laughs> yes. What, was 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 their motto like "Don't tase me, bro"? Or I, something? I, I I'm just I hoping mean, that like, the PTA doesn't Google that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, literally, we still laugh about it. We're like, we were the Shockers. I think it's just a lightning bolt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There it okay. is. Now we're establishing that. I have Googled it, and Matt hasn't, because no, he I has have no, no idea, idea what we're talking about. Uh, okay. I, I'm and not with you. By the way, kids, please don't Google it. <laughs> okay. If you're listening to this at work also, don't do it. So, public service announcement, apparently. <laughs> don't Google. All right, all right. Let's go back to, hopefully, more chaste questions. Um, where was the first, what was the first concert you saw in Charlotte? Ray Charles. What? Really? Whoa. Yes, my my parents are awesome. We are a music family. That is an absolutely yes. magnificent cow. answer. Where did you see Ray Charles play? At the Blumenthal. In the Belk. Yes. Wow. Yeah. That is. And funny enough, my sister and I still joke. We were literally in the nosebleed section, and my sister's nose started bleeding. <laughs> She's. Really? I, we're getting confirmation. Said sister is here in the audience, and she is confirming. <laughs> All right. That her well, nose bled we'll, in the. We'll nosebleed. have to reach out to Tom Gabbard and say. As advertised. Yes. Truth in advertising. Wow, so you saw Ray Charles. That's incredible. I wow. mean, it, it, I mean, I don't really have words. I mean, it was amazing. And also, too, just because my dad would play his records for us. Yeah. So it's not like we were oblivious to his music, you know? So I'm hearing that you have a pretty awesome father. So he's given yes. you the, the musical history, right? Yes. So have you, I have to ask now, have you taken him to, like, have you... Have you repaid the favor and taken him to a concert with someone that he might not know about, but that he should? 
you know what's really sad? I'm looking at my sister. No, I haven't. I our our <laughs> goal bucket that. list is I would we would love to see the stones together. Oh, that's Ooh. pretty cool. Yes. I, well, go ahead, Matt. Mick just had a, a, a I think a hip replacement as, <laughs> and I'm not joking. That's not a joke. He actually has recovered from hip replacement surgery, and apparently his dancing moves are still great. So he's he's in full recovery. He's bionic now. Yeah, he's he is bionic. So so the, and he they are on tour. They are currently on tour. So I, we'll see. dreams come true. I, I have to say, like that is one of the coolest things when you get a little older. Like my dad took me to a lot of really cool concerts when I was growing up. For my forty for my fortieth birthday, he he bought me tickets and we went to They Might Be Giants together at the Orange Peel in Asheville. Wow. That to be standing like it, you don't really stand in a mosh pit at They Might Be Giants, but it, there was no seats. You had to stand with my dad for like three hours and then drive back at the crack of dawn. Like that was that was wow. a pretty cool way to I usher in. I have never seen They Might Be Giants. They were amazing. Uh, all right, so if you had to, if you had to pick one, one franchise that you love in Charlotte, is it the Hornets, the Panthers, the Checkers, or the Knights? Panthers all day. All right, explain the love of the Panthers to me. Um, I think it is just. When they went to the Super Bowl for the first time was 04, and I was in high school, and it was just such a cool experience to watch it with, like, friends and family. The scale of us never have been, you know, getting to that level. And then it's like you get the playoffs, and you win another game, and you win another game. And 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 the way they won them, too. It was just awesome. It was amazing. And and so early on in the franchise history, I think that's what – Probably took a lot of people by surprise too. Is that oh my god, we right. we haven't even been around that long, and we're already going to the Super Bowl. Like it was, it was there. Were, it was an electrifying time in the city. I remember like very Smith well. and Delome loved it. Loved loved that brothership. Yep. And I think too, it was a little bit of like yeah, like y'all, you know, the, the majority of America. I feel like oh Charlotte, they nothing like whatever. And it's like yeah, bitch, like yeah. we got to the <laughs> playoffs. It ain't just Bojangles. <laughs> and we. We took the Patriots on a run for the Super Bowl, even we though it didn't come out, you know, in did. our favor. We did. And so I just hold on to that. And even now, my my sister and I went to a game yesterday, and I just love it. I just love where where everyone is on the same page for like even for a few hours, you know. Yeah, I think that you know, I I, I love that too. I think that's the trick, is what is finding finding those other things that bind us cuz when yeah you're right when when the panthers are on and you're wearing the jersey and you see another person I mean I've even had the experience being in, in another country where I, I see somebody with panthers gear and you know you give them the the high five or the heads up I wish we could we need to find more of those things in Charlotte that we that where we can get along and not worry about what political persuasion someone has how much money they have where they live in Charlotte and I think the Panthers really are. I mean, we think creativity is one of those, but the Panthers are also one of those safe places where we can all just be excited and proud to be from Charlotte. I agree 100%. Yeah, for and sure. I, I will say, as a child, Muggsy, uh, Hornets Muggs- player. You're like a Muggsy bow. Yes. I had a poster that was measured me if I was tall, <laughs> taller enough than Muggsy. What, the Muggsy meter? See, yes. Really? And so he was always, you know, obviously the Panthers have been through facelifts and right you know new orleans and all of that but like him specifically like i love him and i we i actually saw him out in public a few years ago 
And I was just like, I told him straight up, I was like, I love you. Yeah. We and, and he literally straight up said back to me, you know what? I love you too. Really? And it was just you had a moment. A moment. It was, I didn't ask a for a picture moment. or anything. There was, for people that were here, because that was my first year in Charlotte, was the inaugural year of the Hornets. And, and I think one of the challenges is that, as, and I, I want to love the current Hornets, but it's a, it really, in reality, it's a different franchise, you know? And I, th- that original team, you know, from Del Curry to Muggsy to Kelly Tripuca, I mean, Kurt Alonzo Rambis. Morning. Well, he wasn't on the original. He was early on. But, yeah, Alonzo and Larry, I mean, there was just a lot of really lovable characters. Matt and I bumped into Muggsy a couple of months ago. And, yeah, he's just – the fact that they all still live in Charlotte, it's awesome. Mike Jeminski. You bump into Mike Jeminski all over the place. That guy is like at any festival or any event, you can see them there. And that's really cool. So I'm with you on that. I'll say, what's your favorite place? What was your favorite place to eat in Charlotte that's gone now? The t- the taco place on South- in South Boulevard uh, that recently shut oh, down like a year and a half ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where 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 the flower child is now? Yes. Gotcha. Yes. All right. Yes. The three of us can't pull. Right. Sorry. Fat, Fat burrito. burrito from yes. the audience. Good yes. pull. Thank you. Thank you. How sad is it that we've already forgotten the name of Fat I mean, Burrito? But that's how. But how Charlotte is, is that's that? What happens, and that that we've got to do what we can to kind of keep that going. Yeah. Right. What? How about you, Matt? What, what's a place that you used to love that you can't go? Uh, other than the Ben and Jerry's in the Arboretum. Uh, not really um i used to love east boulevard bar and grill Mm. because we you and i used to go there and we i would get the chicken fingers with the honey mustard and the fries yep and the honey mustard was like house made homemade honey mustard and we would go there and talk about projects or college or whatever i loved that place i'm trying to remember where on east boulevard that was but i feel like it was over by bricks yeah it's, it's like where bakersfield is now yeah did they tear that building down and no rebuild? it's bakersfield are you serious that was that's the yeah building? It's, it's the it's the it's still the restaurant that has the worst parking in the entire city so right at the at the corner of east and uh kenilworth basically mm-hmm. all right it's like scott and yeah okay okay oh and also something came back to me um wolfgang puck and the promenade i know there's a pizza place in phillips place oh yeah but loved Love that place as well. Um, I for me, I would there was a restaurant, an Italian restaurant called Toscana, which was on East Boulevard, and it was it was so good. Wow, uh, another East Boulevard RIP. I mean, it was, but that was kind of like the center of things. If you it didn't want to go uptown, which there was nothing to do uptown, yeah. the Moon Room. I missed the Moon Room, which was uh, over near where Carpe Diem on South Boulevard. I mean, on South Boulevard on South Tryon Street, where the Green is now. There was um, Carpe Diem, which still exists, but in a new spot over by the hospital. And then there was the Moon Room, which was this cool jazz joint that, like, it was abandoned abandoned buildings and abandoned storefronts everywhere except this cool little jazz club right on South Tryon Street. So what's a place that still exists um, that, uh, that, you, that you think more Charlotteans should go to? That I you want to see? I feel like a lot of people already go there, but, like, I really, I was thinking about this today. Like, I love Roussan's. Mm. Roussans? Roussans. Have I've eaten many a s- piece of sushi at Roussans. So that's your that's your pick for that. You want to push more people to the Roussans. I mean not like I said, not that there's like I always feel like every time I go there it's pretty packed. I don't know. It's just I love it. Hey, that could change in a, uh, you know, that a good could change lunch in a skinny buffet, minute. As I recall. Matt? 
What's a place that we we want to make sure it gets love so that it doesn't fade away? I'd have to say, let's keep going to Mama Ricotta's, right? Is that I, I, Mama Ricotta's is still going strong? But I, still you're going right, strong. But you're you know, right. you gotta keep loving it. Gotta keep loving it up. Frank Scabelli is doing pretty well in the restaurant game. In this he town. is. He is. I'm gonna go with, and I and I don't think it's endangered yet. But you know, my my number, my my heart beats for beef and bottle. It you do love the beef and it, bottle. It is like stepping back in time. Have you been to the beef and bottle? I actually I have. We need to take Katie. It is like ten it has 10. not changed tonight. No, I said ten out of oh. ten. <laughs> I, I could, I'm I pretty like, hungry. Oh, whoa, we're not ready tonight. Well, let's roll up now. Um, <laughs> I would say if it, it, it is, it might not be the best food in Charlotte, but it has not changed one iota since the 60s. And the food is delicious. The food is good. Uh, but it is the combination of the food and that stepping back in time experience, oh, the, that atmosphere. Know, the lazy there. Susan, the giant menu that hasn't changed yeah, forever. Red leather. And, and then, if you stay too long, the, the, the request to, to leave, <laughs> because they do have a time That's limit on, these, uh, on the tables there. So it's the whole thing. It's the whole experience. All right. Katie, where's your favorite place to just get lost in Charlotte? Like, where should I, more people just go and get lost? I know people are going to be like, wait, what? But, like, I do love the Greenway here. But I don't know if that's just because I'm more nature enthused. I still love the museums here in Charlotte. I love, I mean, last time my sister and I were uptown, I'm like, let's go to Discovery Place. She we wouldn't let me, but I love Discovery Place. I love the Levine Museum up here. I think it's super important for mm -hmm. people to go and check out and, you know, maybe refresh your memory and they've got a brand new exhibit about the historic brooklyn community that's that's opening up at the end of this week actually yep so that's yep. good uh, those are great picks matt where do you like to get lost i mean for me it's sleepy poet every time i love to go to sleepy poet and just wander around sometimes i find something i'm like oh i didn't know i have to have that i have to have that i have to buy that um but it is you know it's like a labyrinth in there and it's so fun. I could I could go in there for hours and just wa wander around. It's really I, you, you took the, that is my pick. Oh really? Yeah, I absolutely love oh. to go to Sleepy Poet and just like chill and walk around and yeah and see things. They've it's, expanded a little bit too. You've probably noticed lately. Like there's this new room I, off to the they're side. They're always growing. It's yeah. pretty cool. And then I you know I just like getting in the car and like deciding to take a right or take a left here and just see. I figure I've been here long enough. I'll find my way home, um, you know, and and even like I like to drive around in, in the communities that are not that far from the airport. Like I was doing that today. It's just because it hasn't changed, you know, it hasn't changed that much. It just gives you kind of a snapshot of what Charlotte, you know, has been like for a while. Yeah. Katie, on the flip side, what was a day that frustrated you or an event? So it could just be something that's going on that's just frustrating um. to you. Or just that was like up, like well, basically some, the uprising. Something about Charlotte that, that it frustrates the, you, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if it's. You mean like just an event? Or it could, like it a, could be. Let's. It could be a quality or an event. I'm not gonna put a. Um, what frustrates you? I think what happened. Um, well, like, and I think we had talked about this before off mic. Where what happened in? I forget if it was 2015, 2016. Um, the event and how what happened here in Charlotte, whether you call it a riot or an uprising, 
I think that kind of like woke me up, even though I feel like I'm very in tune with what's going on in the country. That was upsetting to see that in your backyard and then also to see that happen in your backyard and you see like the divide. And even post things, even though you talk about Braxton, that was like super positive. Um, it's just, I, I'm still weighing what's happened post that. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, it, it, that kind of goes into like a larger conversation of, you know, what's connected to that event that's, you know, happening all over the country. So mm -hmm. it's not necessarily just a reflection of Charlotte. It just makes it more personal when it's in your home. Yeah, I, I think it definitely was, to my mind, a call to action, regardless of, of, and I do think you're right, you can tell a lot about someone's perspective, whether they call it the uprising, the riot, or the protest. Um, just even that nomenclature. Or the unrest. Or there, there are even other phrases and words that have been thrown But that tells too. you a lot about that person's perspective. Kind of with not even like... You still don't even have to go into it. You're like, okay. Okay. I know where you're yeah. I know where you're coming right. from right. on that. Now let's get talking about it. Tim, I would imagine your own answer to that question would have to do with the hashtag that came out that that night. It, it's it's one of them. Uh I yeah, I mean Matt knows me well. I to answer your, to answer the question I just asked, right? I consider it a protest. I consider it people utilizing their their American right to organize, protest, and, and use their First Amendment right to share their experience. Um, what I don't appreciate is people that use the hashtag not, not my Charlotte. Um, Does that like tick you off or what? Yeah, I'm frustrated by it. Uh, and, you know, I'm not going to say I, that I'm like, I personally hate the word woke because I realize I'm going to know more tomorrow. If I ask a lot of questions and I meet people, I'm going to know more tomorrow than I know today. So I don't want to presume that I'm some enlightened charlatan, but to to get to that point and not acknowledge, not, to not even have the thought in your head that there's people that live in Charlotte that were unhappy, that feel disenfranchised or misrepresented or mistreated, to not even acknowledge that that was a possibility and say, that's not my Charlotte. It is. You live here. We're all charlatans. Regardless of what quadrant of the city, what job you have, what title, you, we are bound by at least this, right? First, we're humans, but we're also charlatans. And so to, to just to use that hashtag, it has fueled a lot of my passion over the last couple of years to expose people to, or expose is the wrong word, to give people opportunities to get out of their comfort zone and meet other people and at least become knowledgeable that what happens on my street or within two miles of my house is not the entirety of what the Charlotte experience is like for everyone. Um, I, I would say too, also the obsession um, that Charlotte has with like the what I call the big red button, right? We're gonna develop this one, you know, if we put enough money and enough thought into it, we're gonna solve all these problems. Like we're gonna solve inequity by pressing this big red button we came up with. It took years and years and years of bad policy, people, uh, being, you know, not not getting to know their neighbor, people looking the other way to get in this situation. The only way out, there is no there is no initiative, there's no amount of money, there's no budget that's going to fix all this. What will is consciously getting into a relationship with people that don't look like you and sound like you in Charlotte. And that doesn't have to be a race thing. That can be your perspective, your religion, your zip code, you know, we have to realize that we're all one big city and that it's not just about what made me happy today. I have to be willing to give up some of my comfort so that everyone in Charlotte is is doing yeah, well. Yeah, it's, it's building meaningful relationships. 
building meaningful relationships. And also, like, I like to say, like, the phrase, like, peeling back the onion. Like, peel back the onion and understand what happened to Mr. Scott, why there was that reaction mm-hmm. to a lot of people here. You know what I mean? But that takes asking questions and being uncomfortable and not, you know, not being able to wrap everything up in a big pretty bow and be like, yep, got it. Affordable housing, done. Next problem. I mean, it's going to take a while. It's going to be, get, we're all going to have to get messy to do that. It's going to take some creativity. Matt, do you have anything else you want to throw in on that? About that? About what just, are there any things, uh, any other things that frustrate you about life in Charlotte? I mean, sure. I I mean, I, of course, get frustrated by by both of the things that that, uh, that you all mentioned. Uh, I guess I also get frustrated when, um, I got frustrated when Tremont closed. I got frustrated when Amos's closed. Um, you know, and so I think part of, yet another <laughs> undercurrent of what we're doing, Tim, is just to keep championing the importance of local creativity and supporting local artists and uh, give and creating spaces for creatives right. to, to present their work. So well, it and, drives and me crazy. The understanding that that you have to, for the things that you love, right? Like they're businesses, they're not utilities. So if you love it, you actually have to support it with your Gotta dollars. Um, and you know, I we have an expression around the Charlotte's Creative Office that we don't ever want to use the expression "beloved" because when you say that something is beloved, you use that word in the article about it closing. Like, how many times have you seen like, you know, "beloved Pike Soda Shop"? <laughs> well, if it was so beloved, it wouldn't be closing right now. I mean, it was frustrating. I'll be honest. Like, Jenny's ice cream probably has a picture of us on their wall because we beat on them all the time. Yes, I know their ice cream is delicious, Porter. Don't judge me. It but I mean, to see you know huge lines. And then see Pikes that has been there forever, just vacant. That that's kind of a gut punch if you're a charlatan. And so that's why you want to go to two, two scoops, two scoops, baby. Two scoops is amazing. I love Jenny's, but two scoops well, is also local. Golden Cow, born in Charlotte. That's another one. That's right. Well, another recent like when you talk about like a gut punch was the update or whispers of the Starbucks on East Boulevard. Like again, obviously you can tell I I enjoy coffee shops, but um. That, Coffee fucks. Like it, it, yeah, I guess it's just these certain things that are like so special to you or that you regularly go to. It's like, is everything at some point just gonna like get knocked down? Yeah. I, I mean, mean not, not to be negative, but I mean, it's it sure seems like that. Well, I mean, you could take it as negative or you could take it as a call to arms, you know. And I don't mean like laying down in front of of uh, <coughs> of uh, Starbucks East Boulevard. Star. Well, we're just you know. I we can't have to, again patronize the things that you. That's a square moment, standing in front of the. Yeah, I'm not. Boulevard. I'm not. This is not a Les Mis <laughs> situation for Starbucks. I think they're going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, no. Th- this is absolutely part of the, you know, the narrative of Charlotte that needs to change. Well, but just support. You know, there's there's room for the new and there's room for the OG. <clears throat> That's right. That's right. So support with your dollars. All right, last question, because we've gone way over the limit. But it's good. It's been a fun conversation. And you've allowed me to punch on Matt, which is always <laughs> – It's like I've what had, I live – I've had fun. It's what I live for. It's, uh, 30 years in. It's what, what, are, for. <laughs> what are the vital ingredients, you think, to, that make Charlotte Charlotte? Like what is just quintessentially and, – and I say this in a way I don't – Charlotteans, I think, are obsessed with identity. Like who are we as a city? I'm not asking you to put a nice bow on it and have a, the, the marketing spin, 
But what are those qualities of Charlotte that you hope never change? I mean, this could be taken like either way, but I do think that the people here, whether you've grown up here or like you said, maybe you've like you've lived here fifty percent of your life, I do think the people, even though a lot of us get wrapped as maybe snooty or like elitist, you've still got people opening doors for you. You've and again too, I'm referring to what I experienced in South Florida. When someone puts a blinker on, most of the time they'll let you over. If you need help somewhere, you need directions, you ask, they'll go out of their way to help you or, or find an answer for you. So I do think it really comes to the people and there's still, for the most part, a Southern hospitality aspect here that I took for granted for a long time. I, I agree. Matt, what do you think? Vital ingredients. I would have to say, certainly, I have to say the creativity of Charlotte. I mean, you know, there's so much creative energy here and so many people bringing their dreams to fruition. So I got to say that. But I also love the fact that so many people from Charlotte are not originally from Charlotte. You know, I love the unicorns like Katie, and I love the Norwalds, and I love the folks that just got here. What's the, what's the term for the folks that got here six months or a year, uh, you know, a year Chupacabras. Ago? Okay. <laughs> no, veto. But th th this mix of people from all over the country and all over the world, I believe, and we talked about this and we've heard other people talk about this too, that is our identity as a city. That should be our identity as a city. A lot of people see that as like, oh, maybe that's part of the reason why we can't figure it out. No, that is the reason. That is who we are, is a, as a sort of a microcosm melting pot of, 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 hum of humans from, from America and beyond. And so um, that's a vital ingredient too, is that we're a place that welcomes uh, everyone, and uh, hopefully with all the work that's being done around social capital and economic mobility, is a place where everyone can become, um, can can advance themselves and, and, and can create their own dreams here. I, so to Brit, do you have something you want to well add? I just want to add something. Of course, something just popped into my head. I was at a social gathering and was talking to a couple that just moved here from Austin, Texas. And they said, even though they miss Austin, a lot of the vibe of when they moved to Austin was like, another person, like, get out of here. Where they said when they moved to Charlotte, people were like, welcome. Welcome to Charlotte. I thought that was cool to hear. Love that. I, I think one, one thing I'm excited about Love with that. having been here a while is I think Charlotte always has been welcoming of new people. I think what has changed or what I've seen change is the attitude of the people when they move to Charlotte. A lot of times over the last 20 years, you went through the space where people would move here and then you'd hear them say like, well, I'm, I'm not going to be here long. It, we're here until we get transferred. What I hear particularly out of millennials and like Gen Z moving here is our true excitement that anything is possible in Charlotte, that they're really glad to be here and they want to make the most of it. That is something you can build on. And I think a, my thing, my ingredient is a bridge between both of yours. And I've been the beneficiary of it. And I, I try to be an arbiter of it as well is we have a really strong mentoring culture here that people will give you that five minutes. So if you're starting your career or even if you're rebuilding your career and you say, can I have five minutes of your time, 10 minutes of your time? People will do that. They will open up there and say, you know what? I know someone you need to talk to. Yep. I want to expand that. I don't know that we do that for all people, and we need to recognize that not everybody has that network, but if but that spirit is absolutely here, and I think we just need to pour fertilizer on it and keep that thing growing, because that is something about Charlotte. We're welcoming to people. 
we're happy that they're here and then generally i think we're really we want people to be successful and we're we're willing to extend some of our social capital that just has to we just need to like multiply that tenfold micro mentoring and I, there we go. You're, you're referencing another one of my TED talk. That's right. Micro that's your TED talk. Um, micro mentoring. That's a whole. Okay, we'll bring you back for that one. That will be more focused. Um, we'll talk but, about that at. at but at, I do uh, think that's, bottle. that is going to distinguish us as a city. Not just our resources, our geographic location, and our attitude, but our willingness to build everyone. And that's the way out of fifty out of fifty, and affordable housing. We just have to adjust people's notions that it's not just extending that courtesy to the son or the daughter of the person that you know, that it's that person that lives across town and needs that that intro as well. Yeah. Well, Katie, it has been awesome to sit down with you. Quid pro podcast and, uh, you know, return the favor because it was it, we were psyched that you asked us to be on the Katie Black Show. There and, was no quid pro quo. This was a perfect podcast. Quid pod quote no i'm i'm gonna have to workshop that but it's it's just really great to be connected with you to get to know about your story and to sort of be out there swirling up the creative energy of charlotte alongside you it's it's really cool so thanks for saying yes to the live broadcast at coco no i i appreciate so much you guys asking me live to tape yeah and praise praise to y'all for you know keeping the creative community flowing and connecting and I mean, it's, it's really part. important. I think maybe years to come, you'll see the feedback and the praise for what y'all are doing. Just doing our part. Doing our part. I hope so. I really, I do think that that's one of those, creativity is one of those places like the Panthers, right? That people feel safe mixing. And Matt, and I truly believe that that's a dif- differentiating factor. So hang on, stay in Charlotte. Let's do this together. Unicornicopia. I'm officially speechless. He's he's gonna he's gonna beat that to death. All right, thanks, biscuit biscuit podcast listeners. Uh, if you want to listen to a real podcast, the Katie <laughs> the Katie Black Show is something you should check out at least to wash your brain after listening to these two idiots. And, and come back for the crossover on on my end, December fourth. You got it. Love it. Take care. Thank you guys. Thanks again to Katie Black for speaking with us and thank you, the listener, for tuning in to The Biscuit Podcast. That's all the time we have for today's episode of The Biscuit. Remember to subscribe to The Biscuit Podcast for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Please leave us a rating and a review so that other creative charlatans can hear about us or better yet, just tell them yourself. Finally, get the scoop on Charlotte's creative scene delivered straight to your inbox every week by subscribing to the Biscuit email newsletter. Do that now at BiscuitCLT.com. The Biscuit Podcast is produced by Tim Miner, Matt Olin, and Andy Goh. Music by Harvey Cummings. <laughs>